When many people hear the term influencer, the first person that jumps into their mind might be one of the Kardashians. But the truth is, is that today, anyone can create content and many people are doing just that and making a living doing it. There are so many different journeys that people take to get there. Some of these happen kind of by accident, when people share the things they love with the world and they wake up one day with an audience who just can't wait to hear more. But this podcast isn't about how to get rich as a creator. Instead, this podcast is all about getting started. Cheers to getting started. Awesome. Um, so yeah, maybe we can kick some things off just with uh, a few warm-up questions. But curious, out of all of Maine, is there one spot that you think is an absolute must-visit? Man, I you know, I, I just love Portland. I'm exploring a lot in Portland. And of course, everybody knows Portland. Uh, I think it's just absolutely a great place. Uh, Bar Harbor, you know, that whole area, of course, is well-known, all that. And any of the towns along Route 1 up those ways are great. I'm going to go inland and up just a little bit. I'm going to say, let's head over to Sanford, right? And Sanford is, you know, they're fighting to make a comeback and everything. And some people uh, might look at Sanford as slightly depressed or anything else like that. And very well could be, right? But I've found some amazing people and amazing restaurants over there. And some of the people are trying to do a revitalization and bring it back. So, you know, there's a lot of old towns in Maine. Uh, and to see some of these places come back with their architecture is really great. Manchester and Winthrop just outside of Augusta is another one of my favorites. Not that my sister lives on the lake up there, but uh, it's another great place to go visit. And this, especially in the fall with the apple orchards and the apple cider donuts, and you get a real good feel for what fall is like up there. That's great. And and how did you get started kind of just posting content about, about Maine? So I... Um, met somebody in 2016. I had a real estate coaching training company. I've always been in real estate. Uh, and so we got into talking and he was telling me about the videos that he's doing and the pages that he has, and he's got a hundred thousand people following his page and, you know, all these other things. And I was training on video, always talking about video and networking. And so, you know, just progressed over time. And what I realized in my realm, in my real estate world is Everybody wants the result, but nobody wants to do the work. And I think that's the same across all industries. So what I did is I've continued to peel away the onion uh, of excuse to get to the core of, okay, if we're doing it for you, all you got to do is press record. For me, I started to go out there um, and do the Explore series. I own a company called Explore My Town, but I started to do the Explore series as a way to get out of the house, as a way to go do things, as a way to be intentional. And the thing that I found is, I, you know, as a real estate agent, you're supposed to be an extrovert, but I'm more of an introvert. I actually don't like going to network and stuff because you're talking about, uh, you know, just, it just, it's not my thing. The high energy is just not my thing. But when I have the camera and I'm doing an interview with somebody, I'm controlling the situation. I'm controlling the environment, right? So it's just that one-on-one, a little bit more intentional, but also I like to eat. So I'm going out to find these places that great, has great barbecue, excellent pizza, if you got croissants, you know I'll be there. That's awesome. And yeah, you mentioned like this Explore series. Do you have ones for specific locations or can you talk a little bit about how you kind of divvy- divvied it up? Sure. So Explore My Town is a national company. We <laughs> we have partners in Anchorage, Alaska, Portland, Oregon, Valdosta, Georgia, uh, Hanover, Pennsylvania, right? Central Pennsylvania, all throughout. Um, so we got partners all over the place, Maryland, uh, 
North Asheville, North Carolina, right? Uh, so we got partners all over the place because they understand that how do you stand out on video, right? How do you stand out on social media with video? Gary Vanacek said in 1996 to the real estate community that you need to look, did I say 1996, 2016, uh, at a conference, he said, you know, you need to consider yourself the digital mayor of your town, right? Or you got to look at yourself more as a media company. So we take that same approach. It's like, all right, listen, you need to put stuff out there. There's 1.5 million real estate agents and y'all tell the same story. Y'all say the same thing. It's becoming, people are becoming blind to it. And in the nineties, I learned a term called banner blindness. I worked for a large dot-com company that specialized in e-com and advertising. Banner blindness, those ads at the top and on the side, you just scroll right by them now, right? It's the same thing if you're putting out the same content as everybody else. But when I start talking about who has, you know, who has the best happy hour in Portland? Where can you eat for under 20 bucks? People start to listen. When I say, hey, who has the best barbecue? People are going to start listening. If I say, hey, take a look at these chicken wings and you believe that they're only seven bucks Monday through Friday from three to four and you can get a five dollar beer. People are going to listen. Right. So it's a way to stand out. And at the end of it, it's like, oh, by the way, I'm a real estate agent. Follow me. And so we follow that approach of jab, 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 right hook. And we give, we talk and stuff. And then we come at it with a real estate article, just not in your face um, about, hey, this is what the market's doing. Real, Really coming from an informational standpoint, because we want to stand out as that central figure in the community. We want to stand out not as that pushy salesperson, right? The Jan Schickman or something and selling used cars. We want to come at it as a person of value in our community, bringing people together. Hey, Johnny, it's it's clear that the community aspect of this is extremely important as a motivation here. I'm, I'm wondering, is there, what so, are some of the ways that community has impacted your life that really motivated you to focus so much on it and the work that you're doing? Sure. So my I've been in real estate for 20 years. And in real estate, our job is to network, um, be part of chamber of commerce, and you know, really be part of that central figure. It's not just about selling houses. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta give back to where you reap from, right? So the community has always been central. Networking has always been central. Uh, volunteering and donating has always been central. So as we progress through this digital age, because 20 years ago, this stuff didn't exist, right? So as we progress through the digital age, we're always looking for a way to stand out, a way to do something creative, a way to be blue ocean strategy versus red ocean strategy, be different. And that's really where it came from for us is it was I, I my training I call video, digital, and social. And so video and the community is central to that. I can do a video, right, video on something in the community. I can put it on social media, and then I can do a digital asset around that, put that on our website. And with the tools that are out there for AI and SEO, I can create a blog uh, that's going to get an excellent score and potentially rank through Google or Bing algorithms, right? So the, the, the community wins because I'm doing all that work and I want to promote all the small businesses in the community. Yeah, I love that analogy of being like a digital uh, mayor of your hometown. I think that's a really cool way to think about it. Do you see that there's a lot of overlap in your digital audience and the audience that you have cultivated to in real life? Is it a lot of the same people or you, you feel like you're bringing more people into the fold from, from digital? Yeah, a lot more people, <laughs> right? So social media, they, they're all unique. And when somebody asks me what social media I should do, I tell them yes. 
I do believe you should go deep and wide, right? You go deep and wide, and then you focus on where you're getting your best results from. And so with social media, you can reach around the world instantly. That is more voyeur, right? People go into social media to watch, to absorb, to lose their sense of just to get a distraction from reality, right? Less TV, more social media. That's what's happening. Digital is more intent. So when you're when somebody's going to Google typing in who has the best barbecue in Portland, Maine, and all of a sudden I'm the first video that shows up, right? That's because the title is who has the best barbecue in Portland, Maine, and I'll eat at every one of them, and the title's going to be the same on every one of them, right? Uh, but then we can take that social media, Google, it's actually YouTube, which isn't technically social media, but for all intents and purposes, it is. Um, I can then take that video, I can put that on a blog, I can make my own blog about the barbecue that I'm eating in Portland, Maine, and or I can make a page about barbecue in Portland, Maine, and there's all the different ones that link over to blogs. That is more intent, and then you get people into the newsletter. So there is some overlap and intending to be some overlap because at the end of the day, we want to engage. We, I like to follow the 1990 rule. 1% of people create content, 9% engage, and 90% lurk. There's more business in the lurkers, right? There's more business in the lurkers. Not now business, maybe six months, a year, three years down the road. So what I want to do is create an ecosystem where the lurkers feel safe. They're not being sold to. They're getting items of value. They know what I do. And when the time's ready, they're like, hey, listen, I really love your videos. We're getting ready to sell our house. Or in the videos, you know, when they when they click uh, any of the links or I direct them to where I want them to go, they can get their home value. They can search for homes. Now, all of a sudden, that aspect, uh, our digital collection tools, collect their information and we can start the process of the conversation, right? So, yeah, there's definitely some overlap, but everybody's different. I'm not an Instagram person. I don't. It's not my thing, right? But I know people that do amazingly well on it. TikTok's really well for me, right? YouTube's doing really well for me. So I'll give my attention to those. Facebook, Facebook, I just go to because it's the largest place. If you have any kind of business uh, dealing with Facebook on the back end, you realize how much you really want to be on TikTok. Johnny, you, you've mentioned a bunch of different types of content, uh, the, the types that you're you're making and also all the different platforms you make it on. What of all these types of content is your favorite to make? Like, what's the one that gets you just jazzed that you're making that content to put out? I think the one that I strive for the most is the long form interview. Uh, I'm a creative person, right? And so I want to create. I I started this company, I set the standards, I built the SOPs, all that stuff. But what I love to do is be either in front of the camera conducting the interview, right? Which I do, not because I want to be on video, because I have to, but I enjoy like I'm doing up in Portland with the Matea group, being behind the camera, saying, okay, let's do this, that, the other thing. Okay, we want to get some B-roll, turn that fan off, be, being in control, right? that creative control of a situation and then being able to take that interview 15, 20, 30 minutes and compile it down to 11, seven. And then out of that, cut up multiple small pieces for the short form content platforms, TikTok, Reels, YouTube Shorts, 
Uh, to me, I think that's the thing that jazzes me. But that doesn't just happen. I go and I do all these short form videos. I got to eat anyway, so I might as well eat out and give my honest review about that. Not a review. I'll be honest with you. If I eat at a place and it sucks, I won't even do a video about it, right? So I'm not about slandering anybody. Um, but I am only putting out the best of the best. So if you don't see something, I'll go there, right? Um, and if it's not if it's not up to par, I'm, I, I'm not gonna I'm not about to slander somebody. Those small form videos, those going out to eat, those are what opens the door, and I really really enjoy those because you get to meet more people, more interesting people, and the more relationships you make in life, the more successful you are in whatever endeavor you're in. So the short form. I really like that kind of relation based approach to to creating content. Um, and I guess one question that I had for you, um, maybe in relation to that, is like, in terms of uh, reaching out to people and kind of establishing these interviews, like, what is your process? Like, let's say you're you're going to a, a restaurant, are you um, reaching out to the uh, owners of the restaurant in advance, or are you kind of showing up and, and creating the content? Like, what does that look like in terms of kind of arranging for these interviews? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyways, on on the short form content, I just show up, right? Yeah. I just show up on a Saturday, you know. What I mean, I I don't, you don't even know I'm coming, right? And I do my thing, and or Thursday or whenever I go. Um, for the longer form videos, th there's a couple different ways. One of them is by directly reaching out to them and saying, "Hey, listen, we're doing a all of. If you're reaching out to somebody, you gonna you're gonna want to have some social proof of some sort, whether it's the channel, whether it's a website, right? And so people are going to look at that. They're not going to want to waste their time if you got a hundred followers. So wait till you get a thousand, right? Um, build a website. They're damn near free and easy to do in this day and age. Um, and have a website on there. You can embed your videos right on your website to so write a blog and embed your videos right. Anyway, so have that social proof. There's two ways that we approach it. One interview that I'm working on right now was because I happened to pop into this place. I had no intention at all going to this place. I was going to the place across the street. However, they closed at 1 o'clock, and it was 1.15. And I'm like, damn, right? It was like a sun. I, it was a, I think it was a Sunday. And um, so I said, oh, I guess I'll come back to this place another time. But my friend and I wanted a coffee. And I'd rather drink local coffee, somebody somebody local making it than, you know, a franchise. And so I said, he said, what about that place across the street? I said, sure, let's go take a look. And so we went over there. I was super surprised. I'm like, wow, this is exactly why I do what I do. And so it was a great little breakfast, lunch place. They made these biscuits that were this big and they had cheesecake that I'm not supposed to eat and everything. So uh, they sold pottery there. They had like maybe eight or 10 tables in there. I'm like, all different cheers. I'm like, this is the play. So I did my video and I always try to shoot a one minute video. I shoot that nine by 16 format. And so I put that video out a day or two later, somebody tagged the owner and, uh, the owner said, thank you for stopping by. And I said that that started the conversation. She said, sure. Reach out to us. Here's the, you know, reach out to us on our website where it gave me the email. So I reached out to her and now we're coordinating something. I won't do the interview. I will have Jeff do the interview. I will handle, I will get my B-roll in my short form video, but my goal up there is to make him the star uh, of I Love Portland, Maine. So that's one way. The other way, which we had a content meeting on this morning about, is 
I have a coordinator up there who's part of our team, a part of the real estate team. She's in, you know, I'm older now, right? I'm 50. I might not know all the hip places and stuff like that. I think she's like 27. She's totally into the scene and who's coming up and all the new restaurants that are open up. So she's the coordinator up there. And so we created a list of six places that we want to hit over the next three, um, three months. And so she's going to reach out to them because now we got the collateral and we got the assets up and everything. She's going to reach out to them and say, hey, listen, this is what we're doing. And we want to support small businesses. We want to showcase your business and do an interview. This is the process. Would you be interested? Right. So don't go to them. If you come, if you have an idea, write your idea out. There's another cool tool out there that's pretty, pretty much free. That's Canva. Design a PDF in Canva. All right. And now you can send it as an attachment. Everybody can. I often will say that if you want to be an expert, tell everybody you're an expert. All right. But the tools that are out there, you can look like an expert by the end of the day in any subject matter. Johnny, uh, there's a lot of folks who are following in your footsteps, uh, maybe in real estate or they're small business owners that know that they need to start building a presence, but truly have no idea where to start because building, making digital content or building a following is totally new to them. What would you say square one is for them? What do they need to know as the very first step in that journey? That most of the obstacles and fear is in your head. That That's really, I think, the thing. There's three things that we say hold people back, and that's uh, knowledge, fear, time. They don't know how to do it. And I use my iPhone, and I got a set of microphones that cost $57 on Amazon. They come in this little case that charges like iPod, the EarPod case. There's two microphones in there because you want, in case you're interviewing somebody, and a receiver that just plugs into my iPhone, right? I use a switch pod, which is like a foldable tripod with a little ergonomic angle. So I can walk around with my POV look. And then I can open that up and put that on a table and eat if I want. There you go. There's the knowledge. Now, at this point, you just have to hit record. The best part about going into recording is editing, right? So you can mess up all you want. Don't worry about it. Don't go flustered. Just stop. Reset yourself. Say bananas and keep going, <laughs> right? Um, and so you get so most of that stuff is in your head, fear, knowledge, and time. You have time. Everybody's got time. I, I there's nobody on this earth that doesn't have time. What they don't have is priority. So if this is a priority of yours and you put it to your schedule for one hour a week to go make content out there in the community, you can have more than enough content for the week. And then you can sit in your sit on your laptop with an app that's inexpensive like InShot. And edit a video, do a voiceover, do a picture-in-picture, picture, put text on it. You do anything you want. And then you upload it to the different platforms. No music from your phone. You always use the music from the platforms because they'll be trending. And the platforms kind of want you to edit. So this is a way to kind of finish my editing inside of the platform. So step one is get it out of your head. Get a couple pieces of basic equipment. You know, under 200. You don't even need this stuff if you're in a good audio environment. But every level up sounds better, looks better, right? And also shoot as much as you can with your, I don't know, is this the back camera? Shoot with your back camera because you can shoot if you want in 60 frames per second. 1080, you don't need 4K because no social media is 4K, right? YouTube allows 4K, but I'm not going to go through that amount of chewing up my memory and data movement and stuff like that for that when it doesn't really have a benefit. Right. 
Um, so get it out of your head. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You mentioned Gary uh, B earlier, um, and w- one of his favorite sort of content creation tips that's always stuck with me is like, don't go out to create, but like document, just like document your life. And then that's also like a way to kind of stumble into your niche. Um, and I guess for you, like, you know, you, you've talked a lot about your sort of strategy, like as a real estate agent and kind of the topics that you cover, but how did you kind of land on food as that, as that first, um, sort of niche or, um, topic area to, to explore? Sure. That's a great question. And it is as complex as Indian food. And I mean that with the utmost respect because I've just started at the age of 50 years old as a result of somebody who specializes a chef who is renowned for Indian cooking who he's a white dude who has taken a love of Indian cooking has perfected it over the last 16 years and I'm like and now they pay him crazy money to travel around to do these right so we're collaborating and I'm like wow this guy's dead let me try that let me tell you, I tried tandoori chicken two weeks ago for the first time in my life has changed. Never had it before and I want more, right? Now I want to start dig- digging deep. So what I mean by complex is it's just stacked with flavor, right? Um, same thing with pho or ramen. I like to eat. So if I'm going to go eat, I might as well make content about that, document my journey, my experience. More so about that is food is one of the last things that we can actually talk about without creating controversy getting into arguments and stuff like that now i haven't had any negative comments on any of my stuff i've had nothing but positive comments like hey if you like that place go try this place okay so that's how i'm finding some of these leads i went to a place in dover new hampshire just recently um i want to call it hong kong doodle company but it might have been Hong Noodle Company or something like that. And um, the place blew my mind. It was like something that you would find in Chinatown down in Boston, right? I'm like, this place is ridiculously good. So you get those leads. I love, uh, this is what I simply tell people. Tell stories about interesting people, places, and things, right? Something that, what are you interested in? Now, it's not like work, right? You're going out to do it. It's not even like work. You enjoy it. If you like hiking, Go tell stories about cool places to go hiking. You will attract your people, right? I go out there in the warm weather and I like to take, um, there, there's a lot of cool places where you can hike along the cliffs and along the, not, not the beaches, but like the cliff walks and Marginal Way is probably the most famous one, but there's cliff walks all over the place. Kenny Bonk has one, York has one. Um, I think Kittery has one, right? Where you can go with all these really cool, oh, they definitely have one at uh, one of the parks. Uh, and you can go on these really cool walks, sit down. So anytime you see a creator, it's like, wow, that place looks freaking awesome. That's where the river meets the um, the Piscataqua re- meets the Atlantic Ocean. And I can sit there and I can eat a sandwich. Yeah, man, people get attracted to that stuff. And that's why I say tell stories about interesting people, places and things based upon what your interests are. I like to eat. I want to try different cultural type foods. Uh, I grew up eating a lot of Italian food and uh, Middle Eastern food, Lebanese, Syrian type food. I love that. I want to experiment with other type of foods because, man, food is life. Might as well enjoy what you're eating. Yeah, I love that kind of universal aspect of food and how that can that can really bring people together. Um, 
Sorry, James, were you going to say something? <laughs> uh, you mentioned a lot about documenting the people, places, and things uh, that are part of our lives. A lot of that involves, you know, going out and making this content in public. Uh, and for a lot of folks, that can be a little self-conscious, you know, actually walking around recording and making content in public. Do you get self-conscious doing that, or do you have any tips for people who do? Yeah. Listen, just do it. Just do it. The world is, first and foremost, know this. The world is filled with negative people. Everywhere, every turn, you've got trolls. I just dealt with it 45 minutes before we got on this call down in Asheville. Come at it with positivity. Their actions, their sayings and such says more about them than it does you. It has nothing to do with you. Matter of fact, I don't remember who said this, but I love this saying. Your opinion of me is none of my business, right? But because people are empowered with anonymity or, or social media, they can be negative. Don't worry about it. It's got nothing to do with you. If you don't like the way that you look, don't use that as an excuse for not doing the video. That is something deeper that you need to address. Address it, right? So don't, don't, don't make excuses for not doing it. Because you can make content in public without you being on the camera. I follow a gal up in Portland, Plates of Portland, Jordan. She's great. I don't think she's been on a video that I've seen yet. And her videos are excellent. She's got tens of thousands of followers, right? And I'm like, I went to the Ugly Duckling a couple of weeks ago because I saw her video. I'm like, oh, I got to go to that place. Now she just featured a place that makes Puerto Rican food that just opened. And I'm like, oh, I got to go to Port get some Puerto Rican right um so don't worry about what other people are thinking you're doing something different and when you're doing something different you automatically open yourself up to people's criticism that criticism is none of your business what i do is when somebody's negative on my pages or my channels i respond with positivity and i say hey thank you for your comment we're looking to spread uh we're looking for volunteers to help spread a positive message can i count on you then they'll usually reply with something. And this is what I responded to the guy um, on the Asheville post. I said, well, hey, th thanks anyways. He said, no, I'm all set. I said, well, thanks anyway. If you ever change your mind and you want to move from a negative environment to a positive environment, we'd be happy to have you, right? Can I don't know if I can say this and you can bleep this out if you want. I have a book title and I will probably release this book one day. I'm a, I'm a super kind person. Doesn't mean I'm a nice person, okay? But I'm a super kind person. And I'm going to write a book called The Eloquent Asshole. Cut <laughs> out if you want, okay? But how, how to not let people walk on you and how to enforce your boundaries. And sometimes you have to come right at it that way and let people know, hey, listen, man, I appreciate you. Not going to tolerate you. Right? So uh, get over that self-consciousness. Get over that fear. Uh, it, it is real. Uh, it is real. But start, start, start with bite-sized pieces, right? And it could be even like if you're not in the video, it could be you. Hey, listen, guys, I want to show you this amazing place. That's it. That four seconds. And then you go in and you can do audio over or whatever, narration from that point forward. Or you can do the narration at the end and say, hi, I'm Johnny Moe from XYZ Company, right? Um, have a standard ending, right? So it is a lot of self-consciousness. There's some frustration, like if you you have to be aware 
that when you're creating this, people might walk in front of you, people might be loud, you might be in a restaurant, and then all of a sudden all this starts happening, your shot gets ruined, and you have to reshoot it, right? These are all real things. You just have to laugh about it, take a bite of your croissant, keep moving. I like it. Uh, one thing, too, that you mentioned there is sort of um, replying to negative comments. One of the things that I, I noticed on your account is it seems like you reply to just about everybody. Um, I feel like that's one of those things that um, a lot of creators sort of maybe miss is really that piece around like engagement and making sure that you're really cultivating that community. Um, how do you how do you find the time to do that? And like, how do you kind of stay motivated to to keep it, keep your audience engaged? Yeah. So a couple of things is right. So in the beginning, you always you're going to engage more. And as it grows, it gets to a point that it, you can't. So you'd have to bring in a moderator or something else. Two, um, the algorithms also want you to, right? So you're going to want to engage with the first 10 or 20 comments, reply to them, do a video with them. But for me, you know, again, it's network. That's what it is. It's network. And if I don't have to have a conversation with you about the weather and, oh, my God, can you believe this is happening and all these other things that I actually don't care about. And I say that with the utmost respect. I don't care about 99% of the world, what's going on in the world. I don't control it. I can only control my, that was my post today, control the controllables and let everything else go. If I can't, I can't control what happened with the, the banking meltdown that's going on, right? Doesn't does affect me. I have no say in the outcome. I'm going to keep eating, telling stories about it until the day I can. And so you got to engage with the audience, give them what they're asking for. Most, again, most of my, like, let's use TikTok, for instance, I went to Ornell's Barbecue in Kittery on Badger's Island. Place blew my mind. It was so good. Somebody said, if you're in Kittery, you're gonna go here, here, and here. And I said, okay, right? Because I don't get out of my area much. That's why I'm going to explore this other way. My town is your town. Let's explore it together. That's our tagline. And so I went to this place called Anju Noodle Bar. My mind was blown away. So I responded to that person. I said, go in here, videos dropping later, right? Now all of a sudden that video, for whatever reason, those two videos, Got a ridiculous amount of views, 30, 40, 50,000 amount of views, which to me was shocking. Um, and so it got a bunch of engagement, bunch of likes. Bunch, so you you owe it. You're doing it for nothing. If you think you're just, and YouTube is, is very well for this. You're doing it for nothing if you think you're just going to upload videos and become a uh, overnight sensation. It does not. And there is no overnight sensation, right? It takes time and consistency. Um, but I see creators who have dozens of videos and 200 followers. Now, I'm not speaking negatively about that. I've been that. One of my accounts is that, okay? But when I go and I look, their message is braggadocious and nobody cares how much money you made this month selling real estate. Matter of fact, I think that's extremely tacky to talk about how much money you made in real estate. You're giving everybody your bad reputation like we make too much money, right? Oh, half of them do. But um, <laughs> um, but if you're not responding, if you're not getting shares, if you're not getting likes, if you're not getting, you have to look at that and say, my messaging is off, right? And when you start to get likes, if you ignore, not the likes, but comments, and you ignore those, then you're doing it for nothing, right? Because the algorithm is telling you, you have comments, you need to reply, you need to engage, because it's looking for that engagement. You mentioned the algorithm there a couple of times. Do you think that the algorithm, especially on TikTok, where the algorithm is everything, 
is it really helping creators like you or is it creating a set of new challenges for creators like you? Um, I think it is the single greatest time in history to be, do, have, whatever you want, right? I said it a minute ago, I do believe, um, if you want to be an expert, tell everybody you're an expert, right? It, it doesn't matter what it is that you do. You can reach, to me, near infinite amount of people, right? Uh, hundreds of millions of people, that's infinite enough, right? Uh, in the realm of reality. So you have the opportunity. And if you're a local service type person like real estate, mortgage, insurance, anything along those lines, as long as you're within your regulations, and I know there's some things they can't do or talk about, but if you're a mortgage person, go out and tell the mortgage news once per month. Go out and tell the real estate news once per month. Tell what's going on in your town because here's what's happened. I coined this as sphere hacking, and I teach this on sphere hacking. When I'm out there and I can tag a restaurant, when I can put their location in, right, um, when I can... Um, do any of these other things when I can get them to share, when I can then take that off of social media and put it on a digital platform and write some optimized keyword descriptions around that place and tell their story. Now, all of a sudden, I'm sphere hacking. I'm hijacking their, I don't want it to sound bad. It's not bad. Everybody does it. But I'm hijacking their name, their SEO. We've heard of uh, Triple D, Dinah's drive throughs and Dives with Guy Fieri, who is an inspiration of mine. I hope to do what he's doing one day in a similar capacity, um, you know, around the country with our partner, right? Anthony Bredain is another person. He wants to tell the story, right? Let's hear, uh, it's about the food, it's about your story. Tell me about the story. Now I can reach thousands of people, but when you start, looking at the phantom gourmet or triple d these things are optimized off the hook people are searching for them so if i go to the main diner that was featured as featured on triple d with guy fieri and da 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 da, da and on episode blah, 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 of diner dive drive that's going to get search engine optimization i'm going to help rank that's sphere hack right your audience starts to see me Right. And when you see it on social media or when I do the interview with you on social media, I'm getting an instant cred with your audience. Your audience is seeing me. I did a conference uh, in Portland last year. I think it was October. And I said, listen, I'm getting I just got licensed up here. yo. And listen, I'm starting to make videos. I've already got it in production. I've already, you know, and the problem is a lot of people think I got to shoot video and put it out today. I was shooting video for months, putting it on Dropbox. Okay. And then we went into production. Um, I told them, your sphere of influence is going to see my videos. They should see yours, right? So in a world where in real estate, people, we, we thrive on referrals. It's our lifeblood. But many times the referral isn't loyal just because you sold them a house last time. The general public is opportunists. When they see something that interests them, they will inquire about it, right? So if they see my video and I'm talking about this, and they're following me and now all of a sudden I listed this house in, I don't know, Wyndham, Maine, and it's a great deal. And they want to move from uh, Biddeford to Wyndham. Hey, listen, can we go take a look at that? You happen to have a real estate agent. No, I don't, right? Because 
just because you sold them a house doesn't mean you're still on the contract. When that closes, the fiduciary's over, right? So if you're putting out these videos and you're putting out these content, you're you're tapping into other people's sphere. You're building your own off, um, authority. Given that you've been growing an audience on social media that has is on a bunch of other topics alongside the real estate, what are some of the concrete ways that your content has brought business to your real estate on top of what you mentioned there about talking about specific houses? Like, what are some of the tactics you've used that have driven business for your real estate? So from some of the content stuff that we create, it's obviously the food, the cool things to do, moving here, relocating here. Uh, but it's really coming down under all, under all is the relationship, right? So it is, it's building these relationships, uh, which is leading to bigger projects, projects that are bigger than self, okay? The advocacy group that we're building, the small business advocacy group, there will only be one real estate agent or one real estate team, okay? There'll only be uh, one mortgage team, right? There'll only be one um, insurance team, but everything else is open. And we're bringing all these people, all this retail, all this commerce in where we can build these relationships. So my videos, while on the surface, and anybody can do that, to have the exchange of now business or the now reputation, I'm going after something bigger. So I'm looking for more relationships because the relationships are everything. The, your network is your net worth. I'm looking to build a network of high value. Right. So that's how it works for me is the videos are cool. The inquiries are cool. The handing off the referral is cool. That that instant exchange is what everybody's after. Again, that's red ocean strategy. Blue ocean strategy tells me I need to do something different and bigger. So when I have this advocacy group and there's thousands of members in there, it's going to take somebody. You can't do it alone. That I got team. I got a big team, right? I got a local team. I got a remote team, right? We got people that specializes in SEO and video. So for me, it's like, okay, how can I take what everybody else can do and amplify it? And that's that that right there is, I think, the differentiator um, between being average and being stellar. The group that I work with, the Matea group, just, just came out like two days ago. We didn't even know it was coming. U.S. News for Maine ranked the Matea group number one, right? We didn't know this was coming. It wasn't based on volume. It wasn't based on sales. It was based on Google reviews and satisfaction. Ranked number one, right? So now we tell that story. Hey, if you're looking for the number one team, we can say it. We can say it. We're also ranked number one in our franchise, right? Uh, for different things, depending on the week. And we're number one team. So the differentiator between being average and being extraordinary is that extra my big mindset you know the local mindset hey let let's survive and the global mindset how do we have everybody survive and thrive right so we make it about everybody else and i think that is i think that's the part um that really differentiates us and what our vision really truly is I love that. And I, it, it's interesting because, you know, thinking about it, like somebody buys a house, like what? Like some people only once, some people like a, a handful of time. And so I feel like that kind of long-term investment in building those relationships, um, yeah, it pays off probably in unexpected ways. And that, yeah, I, just a comment, but it just seems like a, a really smart approach that you're taking. Well, think about this. 
the average person, I'm going to get a sphere hack and I'm going to lose my math real quick. The average person knows 100 people, right? So if I sold 50 houses this year, that gives me 50 times 100, which is 5,000. That Their first level is 5,000. That's my second level. But when they see me on video, on social media, and I tag them and all sorts of other stuff, there's 5,000. Now, when they share that video or somebody in their audience comments the video, the way most algorithms work is, okay, we're going to open it up to your followers, 25, 50, 100. Facebook came out two years ago and said, this is how we're going to do it. They've changed 17 times since. <laughs> but uh, this is how we're going to do it. The point never changes, though. So if, I, if I'm going to a restaurant, if I'm going to a bakery, if I'm going to a microbrewery that's a sushi place, and they got this following. If you look at business pages on social media, they have 1,000, 2,500, 5,000 followers. Now, when I tag that business, they share it, the owner shares it, or the workers share it, that's opening it up to a whole new other level, right? And that's part of our thing is when we do the sit down with them, we give them instructions. We're going to tag you, then you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and we're going to follow up with you in two weeks, you know? Um, so it's building out relationship. And then you can say, hey, Mary, look, we got 10,000 views on this one, 3,000 views on that one, 54 shares on this one, right? Um, and that's the goal. There's a creator out there on TikTok, Keith Lee. Keith Lee is a food review dude out of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. That dude is changing lives, right? He's not only changing lives, he's inspiring others to go out and do that and change lives too. But when he says, hey, this place legit, these wings are a 9-9. That place is going to be packed tomorrow. Be prepared. It's going to be packed for the next week, right? So that right there is the impact that an individual can make for absolutely, well, it costs you money to go get the food. Uh, and we never look for handouts. We never ask for food. We want to pay our own way because otherwise it opens the door for bias, right? Oh, yeah, this place is great <laughs> yeah, for free, right? <laughs> um, so we pay our own way. We don't ask for anything. And, uh, you know, you be as honest as you can. Again, if you taste something that's not good, you just say, yeah, this wasn't this wasn't for me. But these biscuits always find a positive note. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. And I feel like I'm, I'm walking away with so many takeaways, including sphere hacking. That's something that's definitely going to stick with me. I, I guess like on that note of like you mentioned Keith Lee, are there any other creators that you look to for inspiration or that you follow? Oh boy. Um, I love what Jordan's doing on plates of Portland. She's doing everything that, you know, I enjoy. Uh, Keith Lee is another one. Um, let me get this guy's name real quick. If you, if you have a quick second, um, if I can find it, Oh, you gotta, you gotta stop talking. This <laughs> chef on TikTok is absolutely awesome. I love what he's doing because he's authentic about his story, right? He's authentic about his passion and he's telling that story. The Maine mayor is funny, too. He's a mayor up in Waterville Valley. I uh, know Waterville, Maine, uh, and he's funny as can be. Uh, Susan Cook, she is, she, she is a super success story. Susan Cook is a friend of mine. I've known her for years. And Susan is, you know, I don't. she told me she was 62 once. I don't know how old she is. I don't ask, right? Um, she moved to an entire new area. She's a successful real estate agent. She was a team leader of a Keller Williams. Mortgage, uh, a real estate broker, this gal could sell. She was excellent, right? Likeable, trustable. She was excellent. She's everything that you would look for in a real estate agent. 
Well, she moved to Valdosta, Georgia, which is on the Florida Georgia line, basically. Small town stuff. She tried to join BNI. She moved down there because her daughter lived down there, relocated. I don't know the story. And but she got there, and you're opening up in a brand new area where you don't know anybody. Is hard. Is hard. And so she tried to join the BNI down there, and the dude who ran it just said, "Well, soon that's not how we do it around here." And so she called me in tears. It was two thousand late two thousand and nineteen. And she says, Johnny, what do I do? I said, Susan, start making videos. And then COVID hit, right? Now, April of 2020. So that, that, that shut a lot of people down. She started to make videos. She started to talk about different places that have drive-through and takeout and everything else like that. As did another person suggesting, and that, that took her down a whole other level. Now she's involved in an app and everything. But Susan has continued to use her videos to tell the story of local businesses to network with, and that's the key, it's video networking for me, right? 2023, social media, video, digital, I'm using this stuff to network. And so Susan, all of a sudden, she's one of the top in her MLS down there. Everywhere they go, she's like, they're like, oh, you're the lady that does those videos, right? So she's got credibility walking through the town. She has mastered the parasocial relationship, right? And the parasocial relationship is, uh, for people who listen, if you might not know, is when somebody's watching you and you don't know they're watching you, movie stars, musicians, you're starting to connect with their mannerisms and you feel like you know the person, but you don't really know the person. But when you meet the person in public, if they meet the same expectations, it's a wonderful time. How many times have you heard, oh, I met so-and-so, a movie star in public. He's a real jerk or a sports star. He's a real jerk. You know, the whole perception of that person goes out the window, right? So that's why I always say, Gary says it to Gary V, be authentic. That way you don't have to try to remember what you were bullshitting about before, right? You're authentic. You can, you can actually be that person. Uh, and the other person to follow. But now everywhere she goes, she just got a million and a half lead, uh, a lead for a million and a half the other day who for funds in and everything else like that. And they're looking at properties. I'm like, good day, girl. <laughs> um, Keith Saracen, Keith, uh, Chef Keith, S-A-R-A-S-I-N. Uh, he's got 30,000 30, followers on TikTok. And all he talks about is his passion. I mean, he shows cooking. He shows the techniques and he shows what he's up to and stuff. But what he talks about is his passion for the Indian um, food, the culture, if you would, around food, because every every culture has their food and their secrets and their reasons, right? Uh, or or their preparation methods or their beliefs. So he talks about that with the utmost respect about it and appreciation for it. So to follow his videos, they might be three minutes long, and I watch every minute of them, right? Because they are that awesome, right? And as a result of his video, I ate tandoori chicken. That's awesome. There's a, a really weird and wide world of inter of creators out there, right? Like there's tons of stuff on TikTok that people are creating content around that maybe you've never expected. Has there been anything that you've found that was either like really super weird, but cool and interesting, or just a creator that was way off the beaten path that you loved? Yeah, there, there are some creators out there that are really cool. I don't know what their names are and anybody can make this content sitting in their living room. Everybody's so creative, right? Uh, that gal, she she's hilarious. Uh, there's another gal. Now, these these are online creators I've never met that don't go out. Another one is, uh, Car I think it's Caribou is Awkward. This, this gal, she is crass as crass can be. And she, oh, that's nasty. Who the hell's going to eat that, right? 
So those kind of people are hilarious and funny. You know, there's um, creators, I'm trying to think, uh, that are out there that just do excellent jobs. Like I know Kyle Whistle, who's in my real estate world, he's out there in San Diego. He's positioned himself as like the San Diego food critic. He runs a ridiculously successful real estate team out there. And so his way to stay out there, stay relevant, stay focused, to stay the focal point of the community is to go out there and do those food reviews. You know, he's fast, he's wiry, he's a little, you know, a little crazy. But when you start to look at, you know, the, the super well-known, in my world, he's well-known, right? In that ecosystem, here's one that you absolutely know, Ryan Serhan, right? Ryan Serhan is out there, high energy, doing this off-the-wall kind of stuff. Why? Because you have to stand out. But he authentically is intense, right? He authentically is intense. Around here, there's nobody I can think of um, that, that is that crazy or that intense. But there are a lot of people out there that are either on, I call it on TikTok or off TikTok, right? When you're making the video. So a lot of you can make this, a lot of this stuff on TikTok, right? In your living room. You go out there and create it. There's a lot of weird people out there. Be weird too. Tell the weird story. Because I think in some respects, we have to be a little bit weird to go out and do it, right? You're going out there in public and even, even you know, the, the general public still look at, you know, it's starting to become more accepted and more mainstream uh, where people see you creating a video out in public and they're just like, eh, whatever, another one of them, right? Man, you're not going to see me dancing or anything, right? <laughs> um, so that's not going to happen. But when you see you know, the tripod set up and I'm talking to myself and everything, you have to shut off all the blinders of everybody around you now that they are watching, but who cares? You hit record and you go, right? So there there are some fun people out there that are doing some crazy things uh, that are massing huge audiences, right? And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether, you know, everybody's trying to amass an audience for one of a few reasons. They're either trying to be an influencer and they're going to get paid based upon video watches. They want to be an influencer. They're going to get paid based upon whatever they're selling, right? Um, or they want to amass an audience, not as, not to be an influencer. It's just part of the, it's just part of what comes with it. But because you need to stand out and be different and reach thousands of people because your product depends upon it or service, your product or service depends upon it. If I go out and I make 10 videos and I have one conversation, and I end up selling a house, it was well worth it, right? What am I going to do? Sit there and on the phone for an hour a day. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'd rather go eat jerk chicken. <laughs> well, this has been fantastic. I feel like this is a master class in, in creating content um and uh and and finding and cultivating an audience and, and community. So thank you so much for this. I mean, I guess now like wrapping things up, um be curious to hear like what you what you have on the horizons or if there's anything you want to plug. <laughs> Well, man, you can always check out Explore My Town. Uh, that, that is the main company. That's what we're doing. Or the Evolution Media Group is our new. Explore My Town is now the brand and Evolution, the Evolution Media Company is now the company. Uh, so you can check out the Evolution Media Group, see what we do. We help people with, you know, full production, just editing and training, right? Training and coaching. So we can we can help people in those particular areas. Um, what I'm working on and what the grand focus is, is, I'm licensed in New Hampshire and Maine. And the way the real estate works, I'm going to set this up just so you understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. In real estate, 
he who gets the lead gets paid. So in my world, if I get somebody that's interested in buying or selling and I hand it off to a, a team member or a trusted affiliate, I get 25% typically of the earned commission. So imagine I'm out there in New Hampshire and Maine with an optimized website. I'm not trying to be the best of Manchester. I'm not trying to be the best in Portland. I'm just trying to collect as many people into my ecosystem as possible. And then I can hand them out to my daughter or my son if they decide to get licensed. They can go run with it. They can earn a decent living. I'm get, I can sit in my hot tub and I can earn a referral. So for me, I'm building Explore Maine Life and Explore New Hampshire Life, right? Each one, they may merge. I don't know at this point. Um, I Some sense says have one big channel. Some sense it says keep them separate and more, more focused. And I think that's probably the route I'll go. Um, but just to go out there and continue to explore. Um, and for me, find friends up in the lakes region, find friends in the upper valley, find friends in, you know, up in the mountain areas, right? North Conway, that area, find friends up in Augusta, Maine and further north and uh, over in Bar Harbor and tell these stories because the beauty of creating content is it doesn't go away tomorrow. It's there forever. So as long as you start to get the audience and you start to get some traction with the algorithm and you can start to produce and, and you catch on, you continue to grow. You don't go down, you go up. So as that grows, as that grows, a year from now, two years from now, hey, I've seen your videos on Bar Harbor. I really, I had somebody tell me, you sound just like Matt uh, Ben Affleck. <laughs> I said, well, actually, Ben Affleck sounds just like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, right? So you start to engage with people. You start to have conversations with people. And when, when it comes time for that service, you can hand that service off, right? I've, my goal is to help the, our real estate team grow and be successful. We're building expansion teams from Maine all the way down to Florida, right? So we're putting little teams with our name on it. We help them with the sales. We help them with all the organizational, all the transactional stuff, the marketing and everything. They run with the leads. And so my goal is to perfect this ecosystem so we can do it straight down 95. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm up to. <laughs> that sounds like a great vision. Uh, and yeah, we really enjoyed getting the chance to to talk to you and learn from you. This is this is fantastic. I, I appreciate the opportunity. I know it was a lot of stuff that came down and, you know, let's just bring it down to palatable bite-sized pieces. Sounds Thank great. You, when you record yourself, nobody says you have to post it. So start recording yourself. Yeah. Watch your ahs and ums. Don't speak that comes into your mind. Have it come into your mind, process, then speak. And start to record yourself, whether it be on audio, whether it be on video, and continue to evolve from that, right? But don't, by all means, if anybody's listening to this and they want to get into action, you have to start. You have to take a step. Let that first step be by being comfortable seeing yourself, by being comfortable hearing yourself, by being knowing where to look, right? Too many times people are like this. Hi, I want to talk to you about because they're, they're looking at themselves on the camera. Look, you know, so when you're on your phones and things, learn where to look. And, 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 and when you see it wrong, keep moving, fix it and perfect it. When you hear the audio, fix it and move on, right? So you can do all of this stuff. You can make 100 videos over the next week. None of them ever see social media, but at least you're going to be able to correct yourself. Be conscious about what's behind you, the noises around you, 
right? Just because, make the video, watch the video. How can I fix this? Right? It's the same thing when you're scripting. If you're in any kind of sales and you're going through, all right, these are our three closes. You don't show up to the client and read the close. That close rolls off of your tongue, right? Second nature, the same thing is what you want to do. When somebody says we're alive, hey, everybody, we had this amazing place. And I'm going to leave everybody with a piece of advice. Don't ever start with your name. Nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. The first three seconds of every video is everything. The first seven seconds, includes the first three seconds, is everything. So your hook is the most important part, and you are not the hook. Hey, I found this place that has the most amazing barbecue, $7 appetizers during happy hour. Come, let's take a look at Wilson County Barbecue, right? And that just, it should roll off, right? It should roll off. And I'll tell you what, if I'm scrolling through TikTok, $7 ribs, I'm in. Let me, let me watch this for a minute. I got a minute I can invest. I love that. Yeah, no, I'm in and I'm excited to continue to follow you as you explore the best pizza joints in Maine. Uh, I'm eagerly awaiting that content. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite too. Let me know when we're all getting $7 ribs. Yeah, $7 ribs. I don't know if they have those in Boston, but they got them over in Boston. 